Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. This is Jennifer. And this is Corey. And we are here today. Corey, is this true? Are we really talking about the Zika virus? Well, kind of. We're going to talk about the Zika virus, but we're also going to talk about a couple of other uh, news items and how we can sort of leverage the news cycle to drive marketing activities for practices. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense than just talking about the Zika virus. <laughs> so I um, read an article recently where the AAFP president offered the guidance to PCPs on what they should be telling their patients about the Zika virus. And I thought this was this was a relevant topic for us to talk about on the Doctor Marketing Tips podcast because Zika is hot and heavy in the news, and we have um, clients coming to us left and right. Um, especially fertility and primary care physicians asking how they can take advantage of the Zika virus and get that information, the new CDC guidelines out to the public. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's heard about the Zika virus in one way or another. And, um, you know, this is an example of how the news cycle, this article in particular, these guidelines that they talk about, it can um, really create an opportunity for you to publish this on your website directly. And and the reason that we're such um, advocates of that is because you want your practice to be seen as a source, um, as an authority, really. And so if there is a new guideline or, you know, just an update on the story, then, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't have posted that on your website or on your social media to really help people that are, are looking for these resources and you can kind of position yourself to be the local trusted expert. Yeah, so we've had um, clients in the last couple months um, do it one of two ways when it came to the CDC guidelines. We had some folks that just published the CDC guidelines directly to their website and then created social media posts to um, kind of draw attention to those guidelines. And then we had um, a patient, or I'm sorry, a doctor who actually did a commentary on the CDC guidelines and kind of framed, um, you know, what Zika was all about, how he's dealing with Zika in his practice, what he's telling couples that are looking to um, conceive about the Zika virus. And then he kind of, so he framed it, put some commentary around it, then used the CDC guidelines within his commentary so that he had something that was more customized, but ultimately using it to get the word out, but just to really position himself as an expert. Yeah, right. The, the end goal is to, to say that he is a local authority on what you need to know when it comes to Zika so that ultimately when, when patients are ready to, uh, speaking of the fertility doc in particular, um, you know, they'll, they'll ideally remember that, hey, this guy always had the, the latest and greatest updates, so he must know what he's talking about. And um, yeah, I think it's important to remember too that let's take the example of the guidelines still. Yeah, you can do a bunch of stuff on your website and um, create social media campaigns to push these guidelines, but it doesn't just have to be on, on the digital side. You can also do some uh, in-office in marketing of the guidelines, and you can actually you know, have them printed out for patients to take or uh, you know, have them framed as people are walking outside um, of the checkout area. Um, and, and I think also, you know, it doesn't 
have to just be social media and website stuff because you have this patient list, right? So you can use that uh, to email your patients and say, oh, hi, remember me, uh, basically. And uh, here's some useful information about the Zika outbreak. Yeah, and you could also just make your yourself, your practice, and your doctors available should the local media want to go out there and interview somebody, you know, about the latest guidelines. Especially, so I mean, I kind of to recap what Corey is saying, you know, first you need to get it out on your website. And you need to promote your website and, and the new CDC guidelines that you've posted through your social media channels. Then there's an opportunity to do some in-office marketing and marketing to your existing patients, whether it's in the office or through your email list. And then you want to wrap it up by letting your local kind of your, your news outlets know that you are available to comment on the new CDC guidelines and, and tell them what you're seeing and how you're sharing these guidelines with your patients and what you're seeing within your practice. Yeah, and, and again, all of those things can kind of work together because if you look at it from a typical patient standpoint, you know, maybe you're not visiting the practice website all the time because let's be honest, who's really doing that unless you're looking for an appointment for the most part. Um, but maybe you do a Google search and the website comes up and and then you're on Facebook and you see the news story there and then you're watching the local news and then you see the doctor there. And, uh, you know, you just want to maximize the touch points that you have and uh, the opportunity to really put yourself in, in front of these patients. Okay, so I think that, that I think that explains you know how you can take advantage of the news cycle for Zika to market your practice. So there was another article I was reading recently, and the, it was entitled "Prep Uptake Poised to Grow as Physicians Gain Insight and Stigmas Fade." Now this is um, an immunology practice, infectious disease immunology practice that we work with. And it was an article that I had run across, and we immediately took a look at the article to see what opportunities from our own marketing efforts that we could um, incorporate kind of some of the statistics that were coming out of this article, and then sent it over to the practice themselves and said, hey guys, um, they have two people in-house that do marketing. I said, you know, take a look at this article because it's referencing um, very clearly that in order for the stigma to fade, the primary care physicians are kind of your leading charge. The, the stigma has to fade with primary care, and primary care physicians have to be um, fully aware of the benefits of PrEP. And what an opportunity from a marketing standpoint to take what is learned and what is said in this article to go out and to do the referral marketing and some physician-to-physician marketing. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that can, uh, a couple of messages that can really come out of this article. And one of them is that you can do a written or a video post about how the stigma to HIV is actually fading. I think that's kind of a new story in and of itself. And then the second part is just how PrEP works and how well it works. And, um, you know, if you're marketing to a population um, that is really big uh, and has, at, and they're at risk for HIV, obviously you want to take those statistics and kind of shout them from the rooftop. And I think the article gives you the opportunity to do that while simultaneously positioning your practice as an expert. Yeah, and it just, and, and the third thing it does is it really just creates an opportunity to go out and to market to your referral base. Because, you know, if you talk to people who do referral marketing in particular, they'll say, we never have anything new to go out and market. You know, whenever we add a doctor or we add a practice location or we've got a new service line, that's when our best opportunity to go out there and to kind of reestablish those physician relationships are. So, you know, taking advantage of the news cycle and this article about PrEP and, and the impact that PCPs can have on getting the information out there is a great opportunity for you to go out for your practice and um, really market your practice as a source of education and a resource and go out there and to reestablish those relationships. Yeah, I think that's important to kind of drive home is that 
the news cycle can really provide you with something to go out there and market your practice for because a lot of times like you said with the we see with um, you know people that are going out for referrals they don't really have anything to do so they'll just like bring bagels or whatever and yeah I mean that's great but if you are also bringing a piece of information with you and it doesn't have to be something that you create in-house you don't have to spend the dollars to make a new brochure or a new flyer or whatever you can just take a news article out and and again sort of put your practice at the forefront even if it's with referring offices just and that's just as important as it is with patients and putting something online or creating a social media campaign yeah I couldn't agree more Corey so there's another article that I recently read um, in the Wall Street Journal and it's talking about same day hip replacements and um, Corey and I actually work with a, a several large orthopedic practices and as soon as we saw this article it immediately got our kind of marketing wheels turning hmm. and we went out and put all kinds of things together related to this Wall Street Journal article on same day hip replacements. Yeah, and actually for one of our clients, they have an outpatient surgery center. And so this is a procedure that they were already performing. But the fact that it was in the journal gave us a whole new way to promote it and position them. So it obviously created a huge social media opportunity, not only to say, hey, we're doing this right here locally. Um, but they're you know one of the, the most pristine publications in, in the country is writing about it. And you can get it done down the street. Corey, didn't you actually go and build a new landing page on several of the websites, kind of bringing all of our um, hip replacement um, articles and educational resources into one place? Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I think is another great thing about using the news cycle is it adds to these resource pages. So like you said, we've got a bunch of stuff. We've got doctors talking about the procedure. We've got patient testimonials. We've got what uh, articles explaining what it is and how you can benefit from it but then we can supplement that with new things and you know when they're coming from a reputable reputable source like the wall street journal it makes it that much better yeah and so what we did is Corey built these these resource pages with everything that we had already created about hip replacement knowing that there would be an uptick in organic search um, on hip replacement because this was in such a large consumer publication so today if you look up hip replacement media or hip replacement, same day hip replacement, um, one of the pieces that we worked on will show up right underneath the Wall Street Journal. See, this is the idea is you take, I actually searched it this morning, you take <laughs> the you take the consumer focused piece that went out in a worldwide publication and because the Wall Street Journal is not just net nationwide, it's worldwide, a worldwide publication which elevates the level of organic search. We immediately came behind it and created that resource page and then we took it even a step further and you know, there's always opportunities in these news cycles to take it a step further. Corey went in and evaluated and reevaluated all of the Google AdWords for all of these accounts. So we made sure that while our pages were indexing around this news cycle, that we also had our AdWords updated just in case people were, um, they were prone to going in and creating a search based off of that article. Yeah, and if you already have a lot of the groundwork laid, um, you know, like, like we have, just because we've sort of been planning it that way, um, you're, able to take advantage of the news cycle like this and relatively easily you know i mean it's it took a few hours to kind of pull all the elements together but the important thing is we had all of the elements we just had to get them in the right spot basically yeah absolutely so you know again it's just a matter of being aware of what's going on out there you know subscribing to your industry publications paying attention to what kind of topics are trending and how it makes sense for you and then just from a marketing perspective having the mindset of um, having you know a game plan in place being ready to pounce when the opportunity arises on whatever the new cycle is of the day
Yeah, and so one of the things that you mentioned there was having um, the ability to monitor these things. And that can kind of, it can seem daunting and it can kind of take a lot of work. So one of the things that um, we'll actually have available on the resource page for the, the podcast here, we'll take the notes. So don't, if you're driving or whatever, don't worry about it. Uh, just go to the website later. We'll have all the links for you. But um, there's a couple of really great and free resources that you can use to follow trends. Um, there are built-in uh, trending stories on Facebook and Twitter. The one on Facebook was actually just in the news because of a little bit of controversy. Uh, but the fact is that if it's trending, it will still show up there. Um, same with Twitter. There's actually a tab you can just type. Uh, you can just click on trending, and it'll show you everything that people are talking about. Um, a little bit more in depth. There's something that we use, and I really like. It's called Mention, and basically, it's just web monitoring of different blogs, news, forums, social, uh, and essentially, you just kind of type in a keyword, and then it will pull everything together for you. And so, if you're a uh, orthopedic practice and you're interested in the hip story, like we were talking about, you could actually um, just say, you know, hip surgery or same day hip, and it will pull all the resources together, and you can see what conversations are happening online as they happen. Um, another great resource is, is google.com slash trends. And that actually shows the latest trending stories across multiple categories. So you can do um, science, health, business, entertainment, and, and um, see who is searching and where. And then you can kind of position your resources that way as well. Yeah, and I think you can also um, keep track of the latest trending videos on Google as well. Yeah, it works on YouTube as well, yep. Okay, so we have, we've, we've talked a little bit about you know, using the news cycle for your marketing efforts, but how do you also, you know, let's talk a little bit about positioning yourself as the media expert during these news cycles. So the first thing I would suggest is to create a local media list, and if you're not already doing so, to um, create a short list of the local media experts that you've got, kind of your media affiliates, and create the short list on Twitter and make sure that you're following them. Yeah, and you also want to make sure that you email and call these reporters directly um, and tell them basically that you are a resource for this. And I think the key when you do that is, you know, when you're making that email or making that phone call is to remember to stay benefit focused. So why should this reporter care who you are basically? Like what can you do for them? And I think I think if you're specific in what you're offering and you, you can say, I can tell your readers this or I can uh, come to the studio and, and tell your viewers this one thing that they can take away, um, you'll see a lot of benefit out of that. Yeah, and I would say also be available for on-camera interviews, um, meaning that you'll go out to a studio or that you'll be available should the reporter want to come to you. And you know, it goes back to when we say email or call your local reporters, you should have a rapport with your local reporters. It should be no big deal when the CDC issues new guidelines on the Zika virus. You know Zika is a hot topic. You should be able to send an email to one or two of the local reporters that you've built a rapport with or have been following and say, hey, here's the new guidelines, here's what it means, and I can come out to the studio for a quick interview. Yeah, I think that's important too, is just saying that you can come out to the studio because we've had instances in the past where um, either a reporter will, will reach out or will pitch someone and they'll say, oh, awesome, can they come to the studio at 5 on a Tuesday? And then we'll go to the doctor and they'll say, no, I'm not going to go out there. That's too far. Yeah. Well, and then it's, then it's not good for anything. So I think you have to make sure that, uh, you know, your, your docs are actually willing to get out there. Yeah. And I will say that's probably 80% of it. If you've got a physician or a practice manager that is willing and able to be available, you will most likely get the interview. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Um, and then I think another thing just to kind of add to, you know, 
being available and networking is making sure that um, online you can you have these media lists and these curated sort of networks like I mentioned with uh, the uh, mentioned resource actually or Google Trends so you can sort of stay on top of the news and then when you can do that it's so much easier to reach out to the list that Jen was referencing. Yeah and I will say it's not just um, it's not just kind of your traditional media so lately if you're watching television like regular TV you'll notice that your news anchors have their Facebook page and their Twitter handle underneath their name on the main news station. They want you to follow their people. So you should have segmented lists, especially on Twitter, where you're following those news folks and then you're you're really paying attention to the types of stories that they're covering. And then also think of you know little sub-industry blogs, maybe within your specialty, there's a handful of industry blogs or publications. You should also be following those folks as well, because you may not make it to the you know to the ABC National Nightly News, but you might be able to get something picked up by a local affiliate or even just a writer on a particular topic. Maybe there's a blogger out there that's just talking about the Zika virus. You can probably get yourself in front of them, which creates great backlink opportunities to drive more traffic to your website. Yeah, and even if it's just you know like like you said, a little blog that's relating to your specialty is. Uh, for instance, with one of our clients, I know that we um, put together an infographic and we got them placed on like a living with arthritis blog, you know, and, and obviously that's not the same kind of reach that you'd get if we made it to the Wall Street Journal, but it's the exact audience that we wanted to reach and there's real power in that. Yeah, and every time you're, every time you're getting included on these different, whether they're blogs or websites or national news stories, Every time you do that, you're positioning yourself as an expert. Because remember, when it comes to inbound marketing, it's all about being where your where your patient is looking at any particular moment. So every time you get picked up by one of these one of these publications, it will show up in your search, and it'll just help position you as an expert and help elevate your relevancy score across the board. Definitely. Okay, so I think that's probably about it, Corey. Um, one piece, one resource. Make sure you check out. Um, we're going to link to a podcast. We did um, a couple months back with Marnie Jamison. Marnie is the executive director over at the Association of Independent Physicians, um, nationwide group really fighting for independent physicians and advocacy for them. But Marnie worked for Tribune Company for literally a um, decade and a half in healthcare journalism. She was a beat reporter. She's nationally syndicated. She's got all kinds of tips that she shares if you're looking to work with your local press to grow your practice. Yeah, she actually still writes for them. She's doing uh, like freelance, like interior design stuff. So if you're interested in that, there's money for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, it's a great episode. Make sure you pick it up. We've got all kinds of good stuff on you know doing your media relations and growing your practice that way. So I think um, with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm still Corey, and we'll see you next time on the Doctor Marketing Tips podcast. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.